0: Hello, and welcome to the Mission City Podcast. You know, I love getting to hear the heart of those in leadership about why we do what we do. Today, Pastor Matt Serber joins us to talk about mission and vision. I found today's session
1: incredibly insightful, and I hope that you do too. So let's go ahead and get right into it. Good morning. Good morning. Morning. Man, it's great to have you guys in the studio today. We got our executive pastor, Don Long, came back again.
2: Great to have you you back, Don. Good to to see you. And our lead pastor, Pastor Matt Serber, is with us today. How are you doing today, Pastor? I'm glad to be here. I I feel honored that I finally get to be on the infamous podcast. (laughs) My feelings are a little hurt that Stoller got on before I did. So (laughs) I might be starting off from a place of bitterness.
1: Stoller bribes us
2: with good foods. Have you
1: you seen his cooking? Pictures of how he, he makes all this base. He also and, knows
0: the places to go to eat. He doesn't he, he can make it and he can go he's find one the He's got one of those jobs that,
1: to. you know, he just eats for his job. It's not a bad thing. <laughs> it isn't a bad thing. You know what I'm excited about? It's it's uh Thursday today as we're recording this and uh, high school football kicks off. Both of uh both That's of sweet. our sons. Your son plays JB, my son's right. on the ninth grade team at different schools and they play tonight. You guys are traveling to Laredo, we get to play
2: here and San
1: Antonio, so you got to hurry up to this podcast so you can get all the I way got to, to fit.
2: We're not going to go long today because I have to drive to Laredo to watch a, watch a football game. That's I'm a bit of a drive. To... That's a few it, hours. It is. Away, it is. Right? It's yeah. a little bit of a drive. Is, I don't think it's man. a real interesting drive either. It's not like there's no. mountains or something. It's just... No, it's tumbleweed, I don't know. What's... You get to listen to great podcasts. Right? That's right. Uh, I'm
1: going to catch, catch up, up on the podcasts. backlog of all of your podcasts. <laughs> there it is. Well, that's that's an exciting time in Texas, high school football. Friday night lights, although our kids play on Thursday right now, but yeah. exciting time. And your son, Caleb, they kick off college football season here pretty soon. So. Next Where week, do they play
2: first? Uh, the powerhouse Sam Houston State University comes into College Station next Saturday. All right. Mm. I'm going to go ahead and
1: put a – Put a thought out there. I have I have AM on that game. You're thinking you thinking yeah. that's the odds in there, man. Good favorite.
2: good so. good thoughts for AM that they can actually pull that one out. <laughs> Starting out
1: wanting those is not a bad thing. Not bad.
2: So uh, anyway, that's an exciting time. But
1: we're excited to have you here in the studio today. And one of the things that I wanted to have you in and talk about today is uh, casting a vision. It's difficult just for dads or husbands thinking about vision for their family. But then there's a whole different thing when you're thinking about casting a vision for an entire church. And over the last couple of years, you you and our elders and, and Don have gotten together and you've laid out this vision for Mission City where we go multi-campus and we're at two. We're praying for our third campus right now and where that's going to be. But share just a little bit with us, both of you guys, a little bit about what that looks like when you're casting vision and you're sharing it with, first of all, your elders and then the rest of the staff, and then you share it with covenant members, and then we share it with the church. Kind of share what that looks like for those that are watching and want to cast a vision for their
2: churches. Sure. Uh, Well, I mean, I don't think, it's not rocket science. We're fortunate. We probably get more credit than we deserve, but God is a missional God. I mean, he laid out the mission for us. We're going to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them, naming Father, Son, Holy Spirit, teaching them be all of commanded. You're going to be my witnesses, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. So it's a, it's a, he's a missional God. I mean, you go back to the very beginning. Start with Abraham. I want you to go to a land you don't even know. That's my mission for you. And then he's going to have a people, and they're going to have a promised land. And you know, a lot of of the Old Testament is taking that promised land mission, right? Then the New Testament take the gospel to everyone right. as you go through life in your community, in your home. Uh, as a church. So we didn't have to come up with that. that that's kind of already laid out for us. Sure. I think just uh, really trying to sense how can we be most effective uh, in accomplishing the mission that God's already laid out for us. Right. So I can think of something you've said where you said, I think God blesses any church
0: that's going to get on it about doing what God wants to do for his kingdom. And I think,
2: I think there's a lot of wisdom in that. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, go back to your football, talking about football. Uh, it's really, it's blocking and tackling. Right. Uh, we try to make it, I think, more difficult than it is as far as the mission aspect of it. Um, just like Don said, God's going to honor any church that tries to accomplish the mission that God's laid yeah. out for his church. That is his tool for accomplishing, accomplishing his mission, the church. So he's going to bless that. Right. And, and we get so hung up on what's this church doing? What's that church yeah. doing? Oh, I need to copy yeah. that. They've been effective. Just do what God's told us to do. In the way that you feel like God's told you as your church to accomplish that, and God's gonna, He's going to bless it. I've <laughs> told
0: I've told a couple of our staff before. They're they're asking some things about about mission and vision, and I said, you know, I don't know if God looks at what we try to do in chasing His mission, and sometimes just goes, oh, cool, they're doing a thing. Let me bless that, or if God's looking at us, going, oh man, these 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 people are not bright. Let me have to let me let me help them out a little bit. But I said, either way. <clears throat> His mission gets accomplished, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. I think same things for family. I mean, what are you trying to do as a father? You're, you're trying to carry out the Great Commission in your family. Yep. Yeah. I, I want to lead my wife to to grow in her understanding and knowledge of Jesus Christ. I want to lead my kids to grow in their understanding and knowledge of Jesus Christ and love for him. And so we don't have to figure out what that is. Right. Uh, but the how is where we kind of get you know stumped. How do I do this? I know what I'm supposed to do. Right. How do I do this? And so I think that's the same thing with church, with vision. How do I carry out the vision?
0: Don't you think a lot of that, though, comes through, you talked about blocking and tackling, or I call it sometimes church 101. You know? <clears throat> don't, don't you think a lot of that comes through prayer? Sure, I mean, and, and I know that's basics. We, Dave and I talked on a previous one about, well, how do, you, how do you prevent this problem from happening? Well, read your Bible and pray. Like, yeah. you know, that's <laughs> it. And, But don't you think for the vision, uh-huh. as you casting vision for Mission City Church, sure.
2: Don't you think prayer is really central to that? Yeah, I, well, and because pa- prayer isn't necessarily changing God's mind, it's aligning our hearts with God's desires. Sure. Right? And so the more we pray about something, our hearts will begin to align with what God's desires are. I mean, we think about our specific vision to, to accomplish the Great Commission, and our mission is multi site. Yeah. Well, people want to get all, oh, multi site, how do you do that? Well, where are there a lot of people that need Jesus? Yeah, yeah, go and, there. and where there're not a lot of churches. Things. Yeah. We're going to put a church there. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of right. that's it. Obviously, a lot of prayer goes into that. Where, how, how much, all of these things, but still it kind of goes back to blocking, tacking. There's a lot of people here and there's not a lot of churches. That yeah. might be a good place to Well, I think put one of campus. the things
1: that a lot of pastors would talk about, uh we've all been in the ministry now a while you know and i think one of the things that that happens is churches sort of get stuck in sort of the the it's it's working it's working it's working it's working don't don't do anything different don't do anything different and then pretty soon it's like what happened you know kind of a thing and so one of the things that you communicated uh to me as i was coming on and you communicated this with a lot of people and i know you got this from somewhere but you talk a lot about upper room and lower room thinking Mm -hmm. and uh uh, for, for me, that spoke, that spoke great, and, and a lot of our Covenant members have gone, oh, I, I kind of get that now. Right. and As we talk about how our life groups transition to semesters and how they move into not just being on campus but off campus and different things like that, share a little bit about what upper room thinking and lower room thinking is.
2: Sure. So the, the, the idea itself uh, was Will Mancini. He came up with it. We were in a conference or something, and they talked about uproom and lower room thinking. And honestly, I don't even know that the way I view it is how he presents it and what his purpose for it is, but how it made sense in my mind was your church, your entire church is, is lower room. And, and that sounds like a bad thing, lower room. Oh, that's negative. No, no, no. Lower room is where people come to your church. Uh, lower room thinking is uh, people come to your church because of uh, uh, location, place, Hey, it's near my house. Do I come to that church? They come to your church because of personality. I like the preacher. I like the student minister. He's funny. I like his teaching, Worship whatever. Team's Worship great, team's great. we have that, Yeah, obviously. <laughs> obviously, yeah. You come to a church because of programs. This is what they do. I like yep. the, the student ministry. I like the kids' ministry, women's ministry, men's, uh, whatever. And then you come to a church because of people. My friends are there. All those are good things. Yep. Right, It's not, when you talk about lower room, upper room, it's not like we need to get rid of lower room and just have upper room. Every church needs to have a strong lower room because that's how people come into your church. The problem is we leave people there. And when you think about it, we can can, uh, attach this to vision, but it's really just discipleship. We want to move people from lower room thinking, personalities, programs, place, people, into upper room thinking, which is mission and vision. So when we say it simplifies it for our people, when we talk about change, we need to do this, we're going to start this campus or this ministry is changing, for our people that are familiar with these terms, we say, hey, we need you to be an upper room thinker on this, meaning we need you to focus on mission and vision and not people, personalities, programs, places. Because when those change, if your people stay in that area, when those change, people change. Right. Oh, the personality's not at the church anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm going someplace else. I moved three blocks away. I'm not as close as I was. I'm going someplace else. Mm-hmm. The program, they're not doing this program that I loved. I'm going some, or I'm disgruntled. But When you move beyond that, you disciple your people in mission and vision to upper room thinking, then it's about mission. People are going to change. Personalities are going to change. Places may change. Programs definitely change. But we're still on point for the mission and vision, and that's where the unity that, that the Bible talks about comes into play, that we're unified. We think beyond those four Ps right. into the mission and vision that God has called us to. It's
0: one of the things that I've really enjoyed about our church over the, the last many years has been there are some people who came here and began their life transformation here at this church in the 1970s mm-hmm. that are still here today. And let me tell you, it looks nothing like what they came into yeah. in the 70s, right? Yeah. I, and it's been through six iterations of whatever it's going to look like since the 1970s. And I think that's kind of, as you were talking, I was, I was reminded of, of a few of those people mm-hmm. now older right? and and they're like, man, we're, we're on board. Right. This is great. Look at God doing a thing. It looks nothing like it. But they're upper room thinking. They're seeing, yeah. "Hey, God's doing a thing. I just want to, I want to be on that bus." You
2: yeah. know. I think when you talk about leadership and vision, uh, so many pastors, I think, just focus on the lower room, and that's where they get in trouble because they're just focused on the programs, they're just focused on the personalities, the place, things. That, that's consumerism. Again, that's how most people come into your church. Unfortunately, That's how they first get there, yeah. Right? And every church yeah. needs yeah. to have a strong lower room, sure, yes. But it's when you don't focus on moving them, discipling them into mission and vision that I think churches lose focus. And, and a lot of churches you look at if they're declining or uh, plateaued, not growing, not reaching, they don't have a mission vision focus. They're just focused on the four P's.
1: Right. Well, I, I was talking to some some. We had man church last mm-hmm. kickoff last night and yesterday morning, and. Um, I was talking to uh, a family that just visited for the first time, uh, two Sundays ago mm-hmm. and he, and he said, I had a list of, you know, I had a box, you know, and I had all these boxes to check off. And he's like, we wanted a, a good student ministry. We wanted, we wanted great music. We wanted biblical teaching. We wanted uh, life groups because they had led a life group at their previous church mm-hmm. before they were stationed here. Right. And, um, on a good men's group and discipleship and things like that. And he goes, Within two weeks it checked every single box, so we'll be at starting point, you know. Right. And I was thinking about are the way that, you know, there's a lot of people when they come to church, they do have those thoughts. Absolutely. I, I got to have all those things. And, and we need to have all those things, like you said. But as we move them into, I, I think about steps, they come and they're like, hey, the worship's good. Oh, they're teaching the Bible. That's great. Then they find the life group that they get connected to. And, and, you know, we talk about so much that we just had our, our connection point with life mm-hmm. groups. And then we move them into a, to a place of service and then a d group and then then we start talking about covenant members there's a lot of churches out there that really talk hard about membership joining 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 we really don't push that here at mission city i know don and i've done some covenant member meetings together and don and i've done starting point You've, you've done it and that's one of the things is we're we're not trying to talk everybody into becoming a member we want you to be about the mission and vision of Mission City before you come here, and so kind of share your heart with that. With that, Don, as Matt lays these these vision and mission out, and our job is to uh, you know Matt sees it here, and then we get it there, right? So, kind of share with us how that affects you in, in the executive pastor role.
0: Well, I think for me, it it simplifies things to have that that clarity as to what the lane is, and I, I'm not belittling Pastor Matt's vision for Mission City at all but it's super cool because it's God's vision, right? Like no offense, you, you don't get to pick it. And you know what? I don't get to pick it and you don't get to pick it. And so all it's kind of like he said, God's going to achieve his mission, you know, with or without us with any church that's doing what he wants toward his kingdom. And so for me, it's really fun to have somebody in our lead pastor role who is sold out for God's mission, even our mission statement, engage people where they are where they are is Matthew 28. Go. Mm-hmm. Like we don't get to pick that it's written. It's in the Bible. It's been handed to us, right? We get to salute. And for our church, we worded that where they are, right? We're going, um, uh, to engage them with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so that, that to me is exciting and encouraging because pastor Matt doesn't get all wrapped up in a bunch of, well, 20 years ago, right? When I was the lead pastor at this church, we did it this way. And, we have to do it that way. Otherwise, and it's stuff that's not even in the Bible. or, or it, right. and, and I like that because for me, when we change something, I think it's healthy for the entire church to move people from lower room to upper room, as well as for my own heart. We change something that maybe is good, and we change it to something else that's good. It's helpful to keep it in its proper priority that that thing is not in the Bible. Right. Do we... Have a response that works this way or that way in the worship service. Do we sing that song or this song? Do we do a thing this way? Do we look like this or look like that when we're on a, on a stage? And I like that because those things are not, those aren't the main things. You know, we, I, and everybody's heard this one. I think you keep the main thing, the main thing. And that's what I like about the vision. The main thing is God's mission. Sure. And we just chase hard after that.
1: Well, and as we change too, don't you think that part of the, the thing that helps us accomplish is our dependence? And so as you make these changes, you're like, I don't know how we'll pull this off, but here we go, God. We're hanging on. You know, I think that helps too because sometimes we try and control it so much. You know, you think about, you brought up Abraham. I can't imagine having God show up and go, hey, uh, go ahead and I know you got awesome stuff, but pack it all up and go. Didn't even tell him the direction to Go, go to somewhere. Go. Right? Not Not even somewhere. Just I'll go. show you. Yeah, right. yeah. You know, I wouldn't want to know more. Okay. Right. Yeah, I'm going to have to know more. <laughs> that would be my first deal. <laughs> when am Abraham. I going to get there? But it does say there? that Abraham gets up the next day and he goes. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. and I think that's what we have to sort of right. have that sort of heart set as well. I think that's what gets us in trouble. I think we, I think you said it right. We, we make it so hard. We right. overcomplicate what the vision is when it's very simply, you know, and I think God does do that sometimes at churches. He's like, what are they doing? It's simple. Just, yeah.
2: just go and do it. Well, you know? I, I think one of the things that, that I always uh, go back to with, with vision and mission, I think especially any leader is so hung up on being right mm-hmm. and, and conveying that they know everything, that they refuse to pivot when God shows them something different. You know, you think about Paul. Um, when he had the macedonian call well he's just doing what he knows he's supposed to do until god changed it i'm just going to keep doing this keep doing this keep doing this this is what god's called me to do and then god said nope don't go there why don't you go to macedonia i mean i can think in our history and history <laughs> the last eight that, years that's what i was going to ask can you, can there, you think there's, there's been pivots where we're like well we think we're supposed to do this we thought we were going to relocate the church we're going to sell the whole thing and just relocate well, God had other plans. And we published that. We published it, walked the church through it. It wasn't fun necessarily to walk through that. Uh, but it was like, you know what? God's like, hey, that's not the plan I have. This yeah. is the plan that I have. We just pivoted. Hey, you know what? I think God has something different for us. And I think being able to be honest with the congregation that I don't know everything. I'm not perfect. The elders don't know everything. We're not perfect. We are trying to be obedient and faithful. Even when you think about you know, our third campus. Well, what's the plan? Well, the plan is we feel like God wants us to have a third campus. Well, where? Well, uh-huh. someplace. Uh-huh. <laughs> someplace in San Antonio we feel like God, whether, yes, is know, the answer. whether he <laughs> drops something in our lap, you know, and, and that was kind of how Northwest, it was the dance hall, just kind of dropped in our lap. Right. We didn't have a year of planning. It was like we have to say yes or we lose the opportunity. So it could be that, or it could be, you know what, God hasn't dropped something in our lap So we're just going to step out in faith in an area of San Antonio where there's a lot of people and a lot of need and not a lot of churches, and we're just going to begin to fulfill the Great Commission, the mission in that area. Yeah, well, we were standing in front of the the map. Uh, If you
1: weren't here at Mission City, we have a a big map of San Antonio, and we asked everybody to put a sticker on the map with their name on it to show the area that lived. And so we looked, and we see, you know, there's a bunch of concentrated here, but we really reach a lot of people here at this campus from all over and literally everybody is asking me come on you can tell me i won't tell anybody where where are we going (laughs) and i was like yeah you're giving us way too much credit they're like you think we might go here and i'm like you know that's a great possibility they're like they're waiting for me like to have this poker face and i'm like i really don't know and they're like well go get pastor matt and you know i was like yeah he's the same answer you know we (laughs)
0: isn't we're, that the cool thing about yeah, don't give us more, too much
1: but yeah that's the thing is we want to make much of jesus that's what yeah. i appreciate about both of you guys working for you guys is is this like man we're just gonna we're just gonna follow what god has for us right. you, it's not about y'all it's not about us trying to write a book about how we did something because our book would be like we follow god <laughs> it's not even good, it's not even a good tweet yeah. it's not even 140 <laughs> characters to be very short but yeah that's it it's an exciting time as we're thinking about where we go with the third campus fourth campus so forth and 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 really being excited about that and really and that's what's cool about it is our our people are excited about it they're like uh man i live over here and i drive 35 minutes that'd be awesome if it was over here and i go yeah that would be awesome you hear that i was like nope don't read anything into that it's just it's just cool yeah i i think um
0: and, and, and I know we'll wrap up here in a minute, but I think what's neat about it is we serve a God who has aspects about himself that the Bible says God never changes. And one of those is his love. And we're told throughout his word, God loves the crowning glory of his creation. And that is those that are made in his image, which is human beings. Right. So wherever a third campus is, and we'll theoretically have this conversation about a fourth, God willing, right. and a fifth campus, wherever those are, are there people? Does Jesus love them? Yes, yes. Well, let's go engage them with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And,
2: and it really is, I think, that, yeah. that simple. And as people are discipled and move into that upper room, like the people that are excited about that possibility of the third campus, it really doesn't benefit them in any way. Right. The people in the lower room are worried about how it's going to be negatively impacting them. Well, who's leaving? Who's doing it? Where are you preaching? You know all of these things, but it's so it's so much fun for me to see people that are excited about something. It's really not going to benefit me at all, but I'm really pumped about the yeah. mission and vision yeah. of where we yeah. get to go and how we get to multiply and see God's kingdom expand. So, well, that's what uh, somebody
1: said. They go, "What if a third of the people though go from our church to there?" And I'm like, "Great, yeah, yeah." I right. was like, "It's still under the umbrella of Mission City, which is under the umbrella." of of the call of Jesus Christ upon our life. And so we're not competing with any of the other camps. I mean, Chuck and I like to compete just because we both, you know, like to compete with each right. other but <laughs> it's just fun to do that but we really want to see people say I, I I applaud when 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 Northwest has a lot of baptisms one day and so forth even right. if we didn't have that many that day or not as many it's still exciting to see right. God at work and and just so thrilled about it and so uh, keep communicating that vision to us, pastor and we'll keep looking to to follow that and and I uh, just really excited you could be with us today yeah. and, and Don great to have you back yeah thank I don't you know if Chuck will be back. next week or not but he's still
0: he's still got the neck brace going but he's uh, I'm told he's healing well so I'm sure it won't be too long
2: I want to come back about mid-October and we'll just have the college football podcast
1: yeah that would be good we'll just talk nothing except college football Don, Don
2: won't be in that one I'll be busy Y'all yeah. can talk about college football.
1: <laughs> yeah. We'll, we can talk about the halftime bands and bring Don in. For that's that. right. that's <laughs> right. That's good. That's anyway, good. All right. Great having you guys, man. Glad God bless here. Mission City and, mm-hmm. and you that's watching. We really appreciate you tuning in and uh, keep on reading God's word and sharing the love of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the Mission City podcast. If you enjoyed this session, then we encourage you to rate and review this podcast
0: on whichever platform you are listening. It really helps us reach more people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So thank you again, and we look forward to seeing you next week.